You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. All right, let's get back to some boring subjects. Understand the risk to our country. Freedom brings people together. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to We Are Libertarians here on the Chris Spangle Show. I am so excited to be here live with you and with Harry and Reinhold and with Trump going to jail. Or not at all. So we're going to talk about the Trump indictment, see what's going on with that, give you some details and give our thoughts. Uh, Yes, we're going to let Reinhold give his thoughts. We'll see. Here we go. Right on the other side. Warning. This show is for adults by semi-adults, so the language is sometimes strong and offensive. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. Welcome to the Chris Spangle Show. Our goal is to help you sound smarter while talking to your friends. If you struggle to understand politics, we explain it from an independent, libertarian point of view. With all of the irreverence it deserves, we toss out the screaming heads, put people before political parties, and give context to the news to make you think. Now, here's our host, Chris Spangle, a 15-year veteran of politics and media. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, we're talking about the Trump indictment and giving you some of the details on that. But before we get started, we want to thank everybody that supports us on Patreon at patreon.com slash wearelibertarians. We've got several new people that have joined over the last couple weeks. We greatly appreciate that. That's how you keep this going. If the Patreon runs out, then so does this show. That's just how it works. Because it's expensive to run a network of our size, so you're supporting uh, Low-Key Wall, Boss Hog of Liberty, The Brian Nichols Show, and uh, Enemy of My Enemy featuring that cad, Hody Johns, who's supposed to be joining us, but uh, he's on Mountain Time and... You know, for a video gamer, it's like basically 4 a.m. So even though it's one in the afternoon, want to thank our $100 a month subscribers, our, our members, Jacques Idel, our buddy Jake. We appreciate you. And so do we also appreciate Lars Nordskog, Matthew Durbin, the Duke of Juke, Vince Peichel, Reinhold, Christy Avery, and Jason Doolittle. Thank you all for uh, being the Bedrock, the foundation, Reinhold, of this network. We appreciate it so much. I laughed a little bit in the intro. So uh, in addition to this, you know, I have a day job where I do uh, professional video editing and podcasting. And I apologize that you can hear the birds in the background. Uh, the neighbor has a large colony of birds right outside my window, which is very annoying for a professional podcaster. And yes, Harry put that in air quotes, but uh, he looks like my grandmother, so I'm not going to listen to him. Uh, I, we'll talk about your glasses in a minute. So uh, I am also a podcast consultant, so I teach people how to do podcasting. I've been doing that for about a couple years now, and it's been a lot of fun. And one of my clients is the Indiana Historical Society. And uh, Harry, thank you for being here. How are you? Going good, going good. I actually like these glasses. Thank you very much. Well, they look like something that... uh, All I'm saying is that if you bring me a chocolate pie, I'm not going to eat it. It (laughs) looks like something out of the help (laughs) that one of the evil white people would wear. (laughs) Took me several hours to select these glasses. (laughs) They look good on... And the old lady behind the counter loved them. I'm sure she did. I have several pairs just like them. I got them for my grandmother in 62. Uh, and then uh, Reinhold, thanks for being here. 
I'm glad to be here. It's been a while since I heard that intro music. It's uh, I, I know. So I put it on the shows when we do it in person. We just don't do it live in the studio. We, so we're we're all doing this in separate locations this time, just because it's Harry had yoga, I had a father's thing at church, Reinhold had puppy adventures going on in his house. So it, so we decided to do this online. But like I was saying, one of my clients, I, I gave a four hour presentation on how to set up a podcast to these poor people on the staff of the Historical Society. <laughs> and when we got to the portion on doing an intro, I used that intro, but I edited it out. And I probably should edit this out of the actual intro because I don't think it's nice where Trump makes fun of the guy. The guy who made this for us put that in there. So, uh, uh, I don't know what I said. And I was like, oh, I should edit that out before I show this to to everybody there. <laughs> when, when you when you like are in our treehouse, Harry, you don't think about stuff like that because you don't necessarily care about offending people. But then when you go out into the real world and you interact with normies, you go, maybe I should clean something up here. Yeah, yeah. When you get out normies or boring people or some people who just can't take a laugh or something like that, just laugh something off. Yeah, yeah, they get upset. You also need it updated too, because like, you know, you've been in this business longer than fifteen years now. So, you know I know. It's been on it's uh next year will be my twentieth anniversary yeah, so of you, being in radio. <laughs> so I started in radio in 04. So now it's so now you can just be like, oh, I've got to update it because it's 20 years. I've got to update it. So uh, my go. first campaign that I worked on was Todd Rakita in two thousand and two. <laughs> Man, how the time has changed. Yes, Reinhold, what do you think of that? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a ways back there, yeah. It's, uh, back I when he was somewhat normal. Point, so. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? So I'd been married three years at that point, so yeah. <laughs> my second marriage. Was it, it normal, or are we just looking back with uh, like nostalgia? I think I think what it was is it's better than who did I work for in it may have been O two Bros McVeigh and he sent me an autographed picture of himself as a thank you for volunteering for his campaign that was that was the the, the first warning sign that Republicans weren't normal for me um, I I think Todd is our Attorney General here in Indiana and he's he's just he's been in he's lived off of a government paycheck ever since so. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so you. the swamp gets yeah. you. Okay, the Indiana yep. swamp gets you. Yeah, every time. You know. All right, so let's. Uh, th- thank you, fellas, for taking it. It is absolutely gorgeous. So thank you both for coming on the show to talk about this. Um, because I actually sent Harry a note, Reinhold, and I said, "Listen, man, I know you have a no Trump rule. So if you want to sit this one out, it's totally cool." But Harry, you said, "No, I'm in." <laughs> Actually, he, so, wants, he wants to watch me flounder around. I just want, I'm just here to make sure Reinhold's TDS doesn't kick up too high. Okay, all right. And I'm also here to help the fans that like uh, that. You know, just you know, I, I speak for the fans. <laughs> well, somebody needs to because uh, it's not me. I'm not doing it. Um, nah, I don't want to do it either. <laughs> <laughs> fans, you're on your own. Yeah, uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think, I don't know about you guys. Look, I have a strong pro-jail policy for all politicians. You both know that. Yep. I think that politicians should go serve in office however long they want to serve, and then we just put them right in jail. Uh, like the like Judge Dredd, we just let them off. When you get out, we just nope, badlands. We'll just banish <laughs> you to the badlands. <laughs> yes, you don't get to become a lobbyist. You get jail. Mm-hmm. Um. But I want them to go to jail for 
the right reasons. So we're going to examine if this is the right reasons. Uh, I'm actually going to do something brave today. I'm going to let Reinhold start, because we just did an interview with our friend Bruce Carlson over at My History Beats Up Your Politics, great podcast, that'll come out soon. Um, and I said, listen, I haven't listened to the series that we're talking about with the history of the fall of the USSR. Reinhold, I need you to like carry this. I just, I've been busy. I need you to like lead it off. And then, uh, how many questions did you get in? I got in two or three and a couple comments maybe, but it took, it was like 20, 25 minutes before I even said a word. <laughs> now to be fair, he, he, he gave thorough answers. They were interesting it was answers. A topic that, yeah, it was a topic that Bruce is very, very, very passionate about. He worked on this thing for 10 years and he talked a lot. And we just let him talk because it's. And we, it's and we do not mean that derisively, up. right? No, no. no. He could go, he could have gone for another five, six hours if we let him. He did it on a low key wall with this area. <laughs> In a way, Low Key Wall is a podcast you can download. You can also stream it on Twitch. Uh, you guys are killing my bandwidth. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we ran out of space in StreamYard because of four episodes of yours. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're jealous of our consistency. You're jealous of our four hour shows. Okay. Just wait till we do the 24 hour episode. Okay. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm here every week. Anyway, so yeah. they don't know uh, any differently. <laughs> they don't know that I record all those episodes in a day. Uh, all right. Jealous, jealousy. No, you guys, it is. It's a fun listen. I'll, I'll catch it on YouTube sometimes. I do enjoy Loki Wall. So go check that out. Check out Enemy of My Enemy. Also, we were going to have Hody on here to promote him, but uh, I don't know. He uh, He's Mormon. He lives in Utah, and he might have gotten into the. Uh, the uh, brown Coca-Cola last night and, and maybe just had, had a sugar high and crashed. Or, or he's like me. Like I, it's nice outside. I have meat and wood ready to go, and, but I'm inside with you two. All right, let's get going. Cause I don't want to be here with you either. Um, Reinhold. So I'm going to let you lead us off on the details and give us, I'm going to interrupt you a lot just so I can structure it for the audience. So we tell a good story here, but why don't you tell us where this all got started? Why did Trump get arrested? So there is a is a law in No, nope, stop. Stop right there. No, I'm just kidding. Go on. I know. Um, and actually, there's a couple different laws, but there's a, there's a law in Manhattan. Uh, the first one is Section 17505, which is falsifying business records in the second degree, which is uh, a pretty, pretty clear indication of what was done. Um and in this case, what had happened was that uh, Stormy Daniels was looking to sell a story um, mm-hmm. of her affair with with uh, Mr. Trump uh, as a, when he was a candidate. He's still running at this time. And let, there was a can, let me shade that in a little bit. So Stormy Daniels, it's October of 2016, right before the election. It's post Hollywood access tapes. And so Stormy Daniels had come to the Trump organization and said, hey, remember when I slept with Donald Trump while his wife had just given birth to Barron, which how old's Barron now? Isn't he like a late teenager? Yeah, he bloomed too. He's like six something. Yeah. So that's how long this was. He, you know, Donald Trump cheated on his uh, pregnant wife with a porn star. And allegedly, she signed a non-disclosure agreement at some point to say that she would never talk about it. 
And so she came back and said, I'm going to talk about it. And they said, no, get out of here. We got this agreement. Do you want us to sue you? And so she said, no. But then after Hollywood Access, she hmm. came along and she said, hey, now you got trouble with evangelicals. I'm going to talk unless you pay me. So what was paid to her? And how did that all go then, Reinhold? Well, first of all, what's in, what's interesting to note, too, is that she got caught up in the catch and kill scheme. Right. So the National Enquirer uh, had a, a scheme where they would find people trying to sell this information to, you know, shopping it around to get paid on information on Trump mm-hmm. and they and, and other people, too. But mainly at this point, it was just uh, Trump. Um, and they would then bring those people in and try to make a deal to say, hey, we'll buy your rights, but we will never publish it. But you'll get paid. Right. Mm-hmm. So they would, would Trump give them. In. Sorry to interrupt, but. Did Trump pay the National Enquirer? Or did they ju- just do that because he was buddies with the people? Uh, he was buddies with the people uh, that owned it. Becker was the name of the the guy who runs National Enquirer at the time, and he was a, a big Trump supporter and had known him for years. So, um, so that's that's kind of what they were doing it, and they were getting you know some money on the side, I believe, for which, that process. Which well. this is not uncommon because the National Enquirer, for instance, sat on the Rush Limbaugh Hill story for like a decade before they actually put it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a normal practice in in their business model, right? So they mm-hmm. they do a lot of this. It's called catch and kill. It's it's uh, so it's a kind of a conspiracy type of operation. So the so that happened. They they caught the the story. Um, it was determined that they would pay her off. They wanted to find out a way to pay her off. Mm-hmm. Um, so they use Michael Cohen to write checks, write to, write a check to her, and then he would pay um, Cohen out of the out of some. He would give Cohen a check. He gave him like eleven payments, mm-hmm. um, spread over a year. Yep. Um, the problem was is that he was paying it out of the campaign, you know, out of out of a, a business uh, account instead of a campaign account. This was considered a campaign donation potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we'll argue that Cohen yeah. Cohen pled guilty for this being a campaign uh, account uh, uh, expenditure. They marked him as being services rendered, even though that Michael Cohen did not have a. Um, uh, an agreement or a, a, a retainer. Oh. So he was technically not his lawyer at the time. So Michael Cohen was his fixer, his lawyer at the time. But Michael mm-hmm. Cohen didn't just go to jail for this. It wasn't at a large slew of things. And this was a contributing factor. Yeah. This was one of the things he pled guilty to. So the case is largely on, on federal, on the federal, on the federal side of things. Right. Michael Cohen was a federal case or a state case? It was federal. Okay. So the feds go at some point and look at this and at Donald Trump and then decline to prosecute it. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Okay. So the New York um, office was looking into it. They had all the information in the in the uh, statement against Cohen. They they state that you know you know person one did this act right so person one would be donald trump at this point um they had all the information we don't know no this is this is done so the the he's uh, trying to get a suit for libel harry we don't have anything we don't know that we don't know the department was looking into it 
and was going to going to possibly indict him. There's two problems. One, as a sitting president, they can't indict him because of a uh, U.S. federal statute that is not really a statute. It's just their policy that they won't indict a sitting president. And two, uh, Barr contacted their office and told them to stand down on this issue. Mm-hmm. They had like who, said, who was had the, the attorney general doing the investigation, and then the attorney general Barr at the time told them not to pursue it any further. Which is pretty unheard of, right? Because the attorney general and the justice department are supposed to be. I mean, the attorney general runs the justice department, but they're supposed to be kind of independent from the president. The problem with Barr was that he he sort of accelerated what started under Eric Holder with Obama and that it was less partisan. Well, um, and Barr had this, has this, believes in the doctrine of the imperial presidency, where the president is basically a king and can do no, you know, he can't do anything. He can do whatever he wants to do. Right. Um, I don't think our point. country is set up that way, and it shouldn't be looked at that way. But that's where there are some people who believe in the imperial presidency mm-hmm. aspect um, of governance. So, if you're not going to read a book about it, then go watch Vice about Dick Cheney, and that kind of fills you in on that view mm-hmm. of uh, the presidency. Uh, okay, so the FEC at one point also looked into this, right? Mm-hmm. The Federal Election Commission, yeah. camp- yep. which investigates federal election campaigns, also looked mm-hmm. into this, mm-hmm. and they declined to fine Trump. Well, unfortunately, the FEC is for a long time was running without a um without a full board mm-hmm. and they didn't have enough members on there they don't have enough members on there i don't know if that's changed recently or not since uh, biden got in office but they didn't have enough members on there to actually um do anything they have to have a cons- like a certain number of mm-hmm. open board member slots so because they didn't have enough people manning that decision-making process, they couldn't go after anybody. So Hmm. there was a period of time there for years where anybody was able to get away with anything FEC related because there's, there's nobody there to do anything at that point. Yeah. So we also need to kind of give you, uh, who is Karen McDougal in all this as well? You mentioned David Pecker, head of the national Enquirer, but who's Karen McDougal? Karen McDougal is, um, another woman that he, that Trump, allegedly paid off uh, for her story of, I believe, um, allegations of, of sexual misconduct. Let's, let's put it that way. So there's, mm-hmm. uh, he potentially raped her. She She's coming. I guess there's a, um, a whole thing about it that is going on. So allegedly, uh, yeah, he's, he denies it. She says it happened. There's a whole thing that's going on. I think there's a, a court case that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. It's going to get started on some of this stuff. So Correct. So until the court case is alleged. What's wrong with you, Harry? I'm trying not to get sued. Well, it's also, uh, <laughs> we also forget in these days and times, he's innocent until proven guilty, Nancy that Pelosi. Also, that is also correct. And a lot of, and we also know that people do put these suits on there and just, and does put out lies just to smear or just try to make money off people. We also know that. Right. I mean, there, there's, there's a whole lot. One of the things that came out of the catch and kill was there was a doorman who had information on Trump uh, about a, a legal. Mm-hmm fair or child. I can't remember exactly the details, but so they, they were contacted him and they were going to pay him off. Then they discovered that 
his story was probably not true. It's mm-hmm. probably made up. Yeah. They went ahead and I think gave him some money to go away anyway, but mm-hmm. um, that was that was one of the ones they caught. So they do catch a lot of people who are trying to make accusations that aren't technically not actually true. So it's the question is is do we think that do we think Trump actually did this where he paid um, Cohen to pay Stormy Daniels to buy her silence or not? The answer is hell yeah, but. The answer, the question really is, what can you prove in court to take away someone's freedom? Exactly. Uh, And that's really, to me, the fundamental question of all this. Um, So let's also talk about the indictment, because there's been a lot of controversy around Alvin Bragg's indictment. So the, the business records case that Reinhold was just articulating is a misdemeanor, falsifying the business records. So... Michael Cohn basically goes and pays Stormy Daniels out of his pocket in October. And then he is then reimbursed by, was it, so there's also different organizations. There's Trump the man, there's Trump the mm-hmm. campaign, and Trump the organization. Correct. Um, and so was it, it was Trump's business, not his campaign, that paid Michael Cohn back for legal expenses. Michael Cohn then testified that no, these were not business expenses, uh, and that, that this was all falsified. So basically, the falsification of the business record, Reinhold, is that he didn't write "paid Stormy Daniels for banging me" <laughs> versus for uh, "I'm paying Michael Cohn for legal services." It's that it was a reimbursement, not actual services. Right. It was, it was, uh, he did not have a retainer. It was not a service, uh, like a, a, a attorney service. He was paying, uh, uh, he was paying back money that was spent to, to, for the hush, for the hush of, uh, Stormy Daniels. And it was part of that is that it's, uh, a different determination on like the income statutes, like income taxes, things like that. So you're falsifying those records. You're also falsifying the actual business records of your, of your company when you're a public company and you've got, you know, a private anyway, you still have business records, especially in Manhattan. They have a whole different way of doing that than a lot of other States do. Uh, So there's, um, there's a lot of in, in look into that. And there's a lot of people who have been indicted and gone to jail for this specific thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a misdemeanor, but mm-hmm. if there is a second misdemeanor, a second crime, then mm-hmm. it becomes a felony. So what yeah. Alvin Bragg has done that is controversial is you've got the you can nod your head all you want, Reinhold, but it's controversial. I mean, it's it, it's it is it, it is. is. I mean, even left leaning people are saying, you know, left leaning legal analysts and Dan Abrams on MSNBC, for instance, is saying this is a little shaky uh, because uh, you know the New York Times podcasts about this have have all kind of talked about this. The misdemeanor needs a second misdemeanor to be a felony. So what Alvin Bragg has done is he's got the rock-solid misdemeanor in that he's got the testimony for um, Michael Cohn. He's got the actual records being falsified. Uh, He's got those misdemeanor counts. But he needs that second misdemeanor, which he has not articulated exactly what the statute is that was broken as that second misdemeanor to contribute to make it to, to a felony. 
And that is where it has become controversial. He -hmm. talked about in his press conference that he was trying to influence the election because it was October. Stormy Daniels didn't, he didn't want her to be the October surprise. So therefore he was trying to influence the election. And that is a misdemeanor under New York state law. The problem is that this is a federal campaign. Now, having run federal campaigns and having run state campaigns and having been the Libertarian Party of Indiana's election finance guy, there is, if you run a federal campaign in Indiana, you do not have a state recognized organization. You are registered with the FEC. You don't even have to register with the FEC until you raise a certain level of money, by the way. So, some libertarian candidates can run for Congress and have no formal organization like a committee, which is think of like an LLC for a campaign. But Trump has the, you know, the Trump campaign, which is his campaign LLC, to put it in simplistic terms, uh, with the FEC. They're the ones who are regulating Trump's election donations. So when Michael Cohn allegedly makes a campaign contribution of $130,000 to Donald Trump by, like, it's very tenuous, right? Because he's not giving the money to Donald Trump to make a $130,000 donation. He's giving that $130,000 in hush money to Stormy Daniels. And so people are saying that is an in-kind contribution to his campaign. My friend Abdul is running for office. He's one of my mentors. I've been editing some video for him. I'm not charging him, but I am giving him an invoice saying, I gave you $2,000 of video services and editing, and this is an in-kind contribution to your campaign. I'm not giving him $2,000. I'm doing that work on his behalf, and we are labeling that because I am gi- I'm doing a valuable work over a certain threshold, therefore, Abdul must report it to the state election commission so people can then go and have transparent records about who is contributing yard signs and video work and doing graphics and doing work on the behalf of the committee. So I I hope that's not confusing. Um, So what you have a crystal clear crime in that Donald Trump falsified business records saying I I paid him for legal services when in reality you're paying him for reimbursements. That that's done. We can we can mark that off and say this is definitely going to get charged as a misdemeanor. He'd pay a fine and we'd move on with our lives. Uh, the second part is what's your other crime? So Alvin Bragg said he's violating New York election law by not announcing all of the in-kind contributions. That's not the purview of a state attorney general, but Alvin Bragg wants to be the test case, apparently. And do you have the authority as a state to regulate a federal election? In my mind, you absolutely do not, which makes this very shaky. There's another piece to this. All right. There's some other thinking about why he didn't particularly articulate exactly what the second crime was. Uh, Charlie Savage of the New York Times has floated the idea that he just wanted to um, say that there he doesn't have to say what the second crime is. He can just say, well, tell you when we get to trial. Uh, 
and Donald Trump's camp and Donald Trump's legal team as the defense has the right to eventually ask for what that second crime is. And then he has to declare it. But as of now, he doesn't have to declare that. Mm-hmm. So Savage surmises that he's kind of floating out that the, this is tenuous, letting all of the people kind of chitter, chatter about this. And then he's going to pick a good legal theory. Reinhold kind of articulated one, which is tax fraud. So mm-hmm. most times when you commit tax fraud, Harry, uh, you hide income, right? right. But right. what they're saying is he's falsifying tax records by reporting too much too much income, or mm-hmm. they're not saying that this was a this was not a, a reimbursement, therefore it was taxable income. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's robbing he's falsifying state IRS records. That has come out since the indictment. That was not something that was largely talked about, but is gaining steam now as that second piece. Uh, The other thing that I thought was interesting is that he can go to trial and never really has to articulate what that second statue that he broke is. Mm -hmm. It it can just be enough that there's a generic conspiracy and a, a... he can float both of these ideas, for instance, and if everybody's good on one, then all of the sudden, half your jury says, yeah, he's guilty on the election law stuff, and the other stuff, oh, he's guilty on the tax fraud stuff, and therefore he can he can get... Uh, it, it, that, to me, seems shady, but that's how New York law works, mm-hmm. right? And in a New York City jury, uh, it probably would work in a blue city, Although, I don't know. Uh, Donald Trump is pure New York, so there's definitely a lot of people in New York that think like Donald Trump. But the the reason that people think that Alvin Bragg's case is tenuous and shaky is that he didn't come out and just say, this is the second piece that he definitely broke. Because if he had, he would say, I have the authority under New York state law to uh, hold accountable a federal election committee and... He'd have to get a jury to agree with him. He'd have to out-argue Trump's legal team. Everybody in the court of public opinion would say, you don't really have that statute uh, statute authority. And uh, the New York legislator has not granted you those abilities. And he might lose on appeal. Um, You know, so all that to say... Now, Harry, (laughs) as the voice of the audience... I mean, Reinhold, you, you clean up anything that you disagree with. That I said first, first and then we'll go to the audience and see what he thinks. A few things to disagree with. First of all, um, you're miss. There's some. A lot of people are are trying to read into what they think the theories are and that stuff. He hasn't given those. He doesn't have to give those. And it's actually smart not to in the actual trying to win the case because you don't want to give the defense. A lot of time to try to figure a way around. I, I, first of all, that's bunkum. Like that's, you're, that's fucking terrible. If that's you're fucking charging awful. the president, <laughs> no. If you're charging the former ours. president, you don't get to just have mystery as part of your case strategy. You have to be very clear okay. because of the real world implications of charging this guy. That's terrible. Well, no, he still has to try to win the case. He can't lose the case. That's the problem. He has to do what he has to do to try to win the case. And and a lot of people are doing are they're making assumptions on what they think is happening or what the underlying Mm -hmm. crime is. But they're getting some of it wrong because they're not going by what New York state law says. And New York state law says in order for it to be a felony that the 
crime has to be committed mm-hmm. uh, with the intent to commit another crime or aid or conceal the commission of another crime, not one that necessarily he committed. He, there is already the crime that has been admitted to and pled guilty to by Cohen of campaign finance mm-hmm. that this was done in aid of violating that crime. He doesn't have to try to prove or even he's, he's not doing anything federal election related. In fact, that he's trying to uh, say that Trump violated federal election law. He's going by the fact that there's already this crime that has been committed. Therefore, this was in the aid of that crime. That raises it to a felony. Okay. On top of the the many other things that are going to be charged, like the tax law, the the conspiracy charges, et cetera, et cetera. There are more than just one thing. But all right, let's stop there. How do we know that Donald Trump was involved directly? How do we know that the human person, the individual, no, no, no. Was there tape? Is there a text message? Did Donald Trump write it on a napkin? Or are we going off of the word of a convicted felon in known piece of garbage and known liar, liar, Michael Cohen. Is that their case? Uh, That has not been presented as evidence yet. We don't know. We're making suppositions. I've heard rumors that there's audio tape. I've heard rumors that there's Mm -hmm. that they were, they were going back and forth on whether they were going to charge us or not. When they received new information, a new evidence that came up that put it over the mark. Right now, a lot of people are saying that Alvin Bragg is is doing this for for political reasons to make a name for himself. If he doesn't win this case, he destroys his career It's over. And he knows that he's not going to bring this case unless he thinks he has it locked up and he can win it. He actually kind of let it fade away for a while and then got a lot of flack from people in New York City on the left saying, why aren't you doing anything about this case? And is sort of pushing this case forward. Because of that pressure, as opposed to bringing it. He says that he's got new information. He's got new evidence that came to light. And that's why he brought in more people for more um, testimony in front of the grand jury. And the grand jury heard all the testimony and agreed to it. Now, a lot of people say, well, a grand jury just does whatever the prosecutor does. But the indict a ham sandwich thing. Yeah. There's a lot of times where the grand jury will say, no, there's not enough here to indict. And they don't go forward with it. So. Um, they yeah. at least think they at least thought there was enough there to go to trial and get a, get a conviction. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's, um, okay. All right. <laughs> audience. <laughs> and audience, you're more than welcome to chime in. Uh, Dion says he, he effed her. Uh, Cohen was this fixer for years and he's just now a liar. Um, I'm guessing this is John uh, in the Facebook group. Doesn't have to prove Trump did nothing wrong. Um, I, I think we all know what Facebook user that is. Uh, but that that's some of the uh, the peanut gallery. Harry, as the voice of the audience, what do you think about what you've heard? Okay, yeah. That's, what, what Ryan holds, like, with this case against Trump, like, if Trump spins this and shows, like, this is how they go against, go after people, especially because uh, they're willing to swing at him with this awful, awful, like, the, the acquisition, not knowing how to do anything. Because if you didn't have, like, the millions, the billions of dollars, like Trump does, to have a legal team just to, like, hey, sit here, we have, I have no idea what you have to prep for, so prep for everything, kind of crap like that, that's awful and terrible. Can you imagine being a business and having to have try, uh, have something against you right now that you have no idea what you have to fight, but you have to fight something? The other thing was, like, uh, all right, but 
we don't know that he that he had sex with Stormy Daniels. Remember, creepy porn lawyer who's in jail for trying to steal from her. You know, like so this whole that whole case. Oh yeah, Michael Avenatti, right? I'd forgotten about him. What does he play in? What part did he play in this? He was her lawyer, and he tried to steal money from her, right, and other people, and he's in jail for now for that. Okay, so creepy porn lawyer. It was Tony, wasn't it? Huh? It was Sony or Nike. I can't remember which company. He yeah, had. I think it was Nike. Yeah, trying to blackmail somebody. So, like, so known blackmailer <laughs> for this case. So let's put that into context, right? <laughs> we also have that there. That's going on there. The other thing with it with uh, Cohen's testimony, right? So Trump is notorious, right? Notorious for not paying people. Okay, this is a big thing. You can look into it. It doesn't pay people, right? So the idea that so I so it leads credibility to the idea that the unless they do have tapes or something like that that says that Trump actually like he Trump was with him and cocked the scheme to go do this. It mostly sounds like um, Comey sat there. Uh, uh, not Comey, but yeah, Cohen just sat there and was like, you know what? I'm going to pay to get Stormy away. I'm just going to sign this check out of my own freaking bank account. She goes away. I do this, you know, and my day is easy. Okay, day's gone. That's I don't know about I don't know about that. Like to me, and then later on, all I have to do is just keep building. All I have to do is keep building Trump, and get my legal fees done and get paid back. That's the problem. You're just not going to spend somebody else's money like that, Harry. They brought in and invested and talked to Pecker and they talked to McDougal. So it's not just Cohen who has given testimony on this thing. So you got Pecker and McDougal have mm-hmm. been brought into the grand jury several times and mm-hmm. had discussions. So I don't believe that Bragg is going on a case solely on Cohen's testimony because he, he wouldn't do that. He's not that dumb of a district of a, a DA. He's actually, you know, got a lot of experience doing this and he's got successes doing this. Mm-hmm. So he knows what he's doing. I don't see him bringing a case that he doesn't think he has a lock to win. Now, I may be wrong about that. I don't know. But that's just my feeling is, is that it doesn't make any sense because he can really destroy. He would never be elected anything again if he doesn't get this conviction. Well, the, the thing is, I think he'll probably end up because, all right, with the, when it comes down to it, like this case won't even be tied to like 2025. Let's be honest with this. Mm-hmm. That's one of Trump's big, big uh, strategies is always delay, delay, delay. Yeah, this yeah, is going to get delayed, delay, delay, delay. Yeah, the next uh, thing that they're going to do in court is December 4th of this year. So, I mean, this isn't going for a while. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. This is gonna get. They can't kick down the line. There's gonna be many different. Ele- there's gonna be many different elections that he can easily pivot, move on, and then just disappear into the ether before this, like before any of this blows up in his freaking face. All right. So Dion says Trump never let anyone make decisions for him. That's why all this s fails epically. Come on, Harry. You know Trump knew about it. Uh, I, I, let me say, Harry. I don't think you're saying that that's exactly what Trump thought. But it's if you were in the Trump's defense. Mm-hmm. That's how you'd probably spend it. You'd also, Correct, sp- yeah. I, I would also spend it like it had nothing to do with uh, the election. I wasn't trying to influence the election at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife had just been through the uh, scandal of the uh, Hollywood Access tapes, and I just tapes, needed, I needed tapes. to cover this up to keep my wife happy because we all know that Donald Trump really cares about whether or not Melania is happy, right, Reinhold? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's a problem with that too. Is there is testimony? Mm-hmm. That the the payment to Stormy Daniels was that Trump directed it to be delayed until after the election because if he lost the election, he wouldn't have to pay her. So 
that puts the whole you know testimony, spin on whether or not who? it was to protect his wife. Testimony by whom? Well, what, we know it's testimony by Cohen, but we mm-hmm. also know that it's probably backed up by Pecker. So we'll see probably. how that goes. Probably here. So it's, it's, it's a probable. We're, we're, all, is we're a pro- all guessing yeah, at this is, point, right? We don't know. Exactly. It's, it's all a guesstimation because we don't really know. And we won't know for like another two years from this thing. But like that is... And then the other thing was like we kept saying like, well, Trump's name is on it. Like it's Trump, right? If he is signing checks, right? He's a freaking billionaire, right? He's just getting invoices that hits his desk, right? Is he's going to take this thing is just for like what's it, a hundred thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars? This is the freaking layup to Trump. Oh, what is it, a toilet seat? I see, I don't buy that because I, I don't think that Trump is as rich as everybody thinks he is. I, and and I he seems to be uber focused on where his money's going. That's why. I mean, to me, this is what's maddening. You know, uh, Dion says you can't spin the truth, though. That's, I think, what makes this maddening is I think everybody knows what happened here. Everybody knows yeah. this dude's guilty. It's just there. What is the standard of law that you're willing to prosecute? Can you win with? You know, that's why court stuff makes everybody crazy because there's so many different standards. I think it's perfectly reasonable to say Alvin Bragg could just charge him with misdemeanors and move on. He's got the rock solid Evans on the misdemeanors, get him fine, move on. Why force the felony? Then he's not above the law because he's being charged with the stuff that he, you know, was charged with Mm -hmm. as opposed to setting. I mean, you know, Nancy Pelosi will say something like this. Um, Whatever the grand jury decides, it's a consideration. No one is above the law, not even a former U.S. president. The former president's announcement this morning is reckless, doing so to keep himself in the news and foment unrest amongst his supporters. But then I think you could also make the argument, like, is he being charged that second piece that they aren't sure that they can prove because he is the former president? You know, and it all comes down to prosecutorial discretion. There are a million different things that are not charged in this country every single day because there are no resources. And in New York City, there's somebody's rape kit that isn't going to get prosecuted because they're spending so much money on this particular case. Right. So you only have constrained resources within a government agency. Every AG's office, every police department, every fire department doesn't have an endless supply of money. Uh, except unless you're the uh, federal defense budget, then you get whatever you want. Um, But Harry, I mean, that's the, the maddening part is, you know, the right will say, well, he's being held to a higher standard and the left saying he's being held to the right standard. And then really at the end of the day, it's like, what can you prove? We all know what happened, but what can you prove as the truth with Mm -hmm. evidence? Yeah. And watch these lawyers go at it. We're talking about several different days of NYPD, in full uniform, spending money on them, which they could have just did this in a Zoom call, got the, you know, did this all, get this done, pay the fine. It was just like Hillary's FEC fine. No one talked about it. No one cared about it because it was just a fine. It was a bill. It, no one knew. No one, most people even knew that happened. They just, and, just like, and she admitted to it too. Well, because it's going to be a fine. It's just paid money. Right. This is going to be a. He's not going to jail for this. Yeah, there's Nobody no way he's going to jail is crazy. Yeah, but it wasn't even a trial. It was just like, yeah, I'm just going to do this and spend the if fine. He and just guilty to this six uh, when he when he was first told that he was being investigated on this. If he had mm-hmm. pled guilty to it, it would have been the same thing as what happened to Hillary. It would have just been a fine. It would have been on the on probably a, a day and then on the news cycle or whatever. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Been over with. 
and he could have moved on. But he didn't want to do that. He it says he's not guilty, so yeah. we have to have a trial. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, but, so let's go through the commentary. Unless you got something you want to add. All right. When it comes to like this whole thing with like, with, with with Trump, right? It's I can put it. <laughs> It is a lot of like a lot of this is like a lot of speculation. It's like this whole like cloud, this fog of war thing, and it is freaking done on purpose. It's like the worst thing going into this into the primary season with it, and and this like this awful like cloud with it. It's just good, and one way or another, like even this albatross of this trial is going to go around someone's neck. I don't know whose neck is going to be, but I don't think it's going to be Trump. Trump has raised millions of dollars off this. Yeah, um, he he basically. Didn't he steal the lead from DeSantis or or basically cement his lead in the Republican primary against DeSantis on this? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then like which and- I don't think is is I think is the reason because they'd rather run against DeSantis than or they'd rather run against Trump than DeSantis. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But then it's like that 3D chest. It's like they're trying to get Trump up there to go after that. Good considering they already have got the money and spent. I've already, I've already been seeing like anti like DeSantis ads for like the campaign coming up. And it's like, wow, we're, we're light years away from like anyone casting a vote yeah, for this. I just want to say something about that. Um, you remember when the first few months of Biden's administration that the he pulled out of Afghanistan? And that was his in Vietnam, right? You you had made the case that this was going to be the big deal coming up for the election. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. So many things have happened since then. <laughs> this case right now that, that he's being charged for, this this uh, uh, indictment, mm-hmm. I guarantee you by the end of this year, hardly anybody will be talking about it because – a, there's no going to be any movement on this between now and then, unless there are a bunch of, uh, unless the judge just dismisses everything. You'll get a lot of news on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but between now and the end of this year, you're likely to see three more indictments come for Trump. Yeah, Probably. this is just yeah. one of his. Look, before we move on to that, um, go ahead, Harry. I was going to say, but like it's the it's the cloud of this crappy one, this crappy indictment, this little punt is going to like just put the cloud of uh, like up. On the other three, the the other one, the one in Georgia is actually a good one. That is actually he should probably should actually will should face for something for. But this is this this stupid storm cloud from from New York is going to sit over top of it. It won't have anything to do with it. Yeah, I I don't I don't agree with you. I think this being the first case, the problem with RussiaGate was that the um in twenty seventeen the P tapes and all that stuff that everybody who actually looked at the evidence and kind of investigated it said, all right, this whole, uh, what, what was the, the Christopher, what's his face? Was it steel? Yeah. Steel. The steel dossier. Yeah. Steel dossier. It was just like, all right, maybe he's right about they're out to get him. And it just sort of seemed like there was definitely Russian interference. I don't dispute that at all. But like the George Papadopoulos stuff, it all seems so tangential uh, to actual like Trump collusion and all this. Mm-hmm. And it's like they, they shot their powder too early. So by the time real stuff was happening, people mm-hmm. were so numb to it. And that's the problem with this, with pursuing it in this way is that by the time you get to the stuff where you have real tapes that are real mm-hmm. crimes, like trying to steal 11,000 votes in Georgia and inciting a violent interaction on the Capitol, like... Mm-hmm. People who are in the middle go, 
yeah, but you also tried to get him on that Stormy Daniels thing, and and you didn't really have a good case because this mm-hmm. it, your first salvo matters. And I'm not saying that all these organizations act in um in concert because it'd be done a lot better, I'm sure, if it were right. if it were from the top down. This is individual agencies not coordinating with each other, and these guys just went first. And I think Harry, it just erodes what will come later that will probably be more serious more believable charges in the many different cases because Reinhold, he has like the January 6th commission, the Georgia case. uh, Is that Letitia James, the prosecutor in Georgia? Uh, Then you've got the uh, sexual harassment or was it defamation case from the woman that he sexually harassed on the plane? Allegedly you've got like five different lawsuits that I can think off the top of my head going And every single one of them will be, they will say he did nothing wrong and his followers will believe him. And that will be the case. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, you've already got the January one thing. Well, there wasn't, it was an insurrection. He had nothing to do with it. Um, Blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. And then you've got the documents case where he had um, all the the documents at his house and everything else. They're going to say, well, you know, Biden had documents and mm-hmm. and Pence had documents. Well, this is not mm-hmm. this is the same thing. And it's not. It's completely different. But that's what they'll say, because that's what they want to believe. They want to believe that he is being persecuted. Yeah. So that's how the media will spin it. And yes. But why do we worry it. about them? Those yes. people are going to do that anyways. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And, and the storm cloud from New York, Georgia is the important case. The other cases are just smoke. They're crap. They're boring. Like the, the Georgia case is the important one. That's the one you want people to pay attention to. The Georgia case is very important. The rest of them are crap. All right. The, the junk. The January 6th one is, was he, um, being a butthead and not really like, and it said some things that he probably really shouldn't said. Yeah. 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 Obviously. Yeah. But did it rise to a crime? Probably not. So it's, it, this is just, it's just more smoke, but Georgia, then going after votes in Georgia. Now that is something. And you've got two tapes. Yeah. You got hard evidence. This is what people should pay attention to. That's the case. They, all the money should be going and supporting for that case. The other ones are just like, ah, we get them and just poke them. It's like, no, it just seems like you're just trying to try. Uh, tire it's, not, it's not one single box of money. I mean, you've got crimes happening and there's different people who are committing or convicting those crimes or prosecuting those crimes. Right. So it's mm-hmm. not like, oh, if we fo- if we do this one in New York, then we're taking money away or resources away from the one in Georgia. One Georgia is going to go through. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be big news. This will become very minor on the whole news scene. You probably won't ever hear about it after that one hits. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't see that as being enough to. Oh, oh, you know, because they, they already say they already got them on all these. They, all the Mueller, the Mueller report, blah, blah, blah. Well, the Mueller report had 34 different indictments in it. And it also stated that Trump should have been indicted for at least 10 cases of obstruction of justice. But they couldn't do it because of a rule that they can't you know, indict a sitting president. Right. Not to say he didn't do it. He wasn't guilty. Just that, that they weren't allowed to because he was a sitting president. Right. So there's. All this stuff has happened already. This is a minor blip in all of that. So all you're going to get is his followers just going, look at this, look at this, look at all the stuff that's happened. And uh, I I just don't see this as being like the one that puts everything over that. Oh, this is the one that that's Mm going to convince everybody that they're out to get him. 
It doesn't make any sense. Plus, especially since we don't know all the evidence yet. We don't know uh, all the legal theories yet. And it's not been presented in, in court yet. Once it gets to court and it comes up and, and the and Bragg has nothing and he's got an empty hand to, to, to present, then, yeah, you can say that he was going after him. And that would be the end of his career because he did a political prosecution. But uh, there's so many other things that are going to happen that I just don't, I don't get that this the, the, people trying to make this out to be the one thing that's going to save Trump and get him elected again. It, oh, it does. Uh, work I, I think that the, um, him getting, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I think that it's way overblown that people go, Oh, well now you just got him reelected. I can see why people say that because Joe Biden is so weak and so pathetic as a president that no one is excited about. I saw a meme that I posted in April of 2020 yesterday that said, give me a reason to vote for Joe Biden without mentioning Trump. Uh, and you can't, you still can't like, maybe you could and, say, and, Oh, well I'm a, I'm a, Trump, I'm a progressive and, and I liked his infrastructure bill. And Biden won. Uh, right. No, nobody. That's, but that's the thing. So that's the, uh, the thing is who this helps him win the Republican primary, but it doesn't help him win the presidency because what this does is, you know, I had a peaceful three years, not thinking about this dude. We haven't done a Trump episode in years and it's been awesome. Harry. Great. Amazing. Amazing. Some are saying it's been the best years of our lives. Many are saying it. I am not a Trump supporter. I want to put that out there. Like, yes, uh, the uh, quid pro quo in um, Ukraine, yeah, got impeached for it. Should have got impeached for it. Perfect phone call. Code. What do you say, Harry? Perfect, it was a perfect phone call. Oh, you you the see Les Parnev? It's a joke. Les Parnev is out now with his own thing, his own podcast, and he's he's given the background on what happened down there and how Trump was manipulating Who? all that. So, Lev Parnez, he was one of the two, basically, black book guys for Giuliani who uh, got caught trying to skip the country because they were getting indicted for all the stuff that all the, all the legal stuff that Giuliani and Trump are doing. Mm. They were the ones actually doing the work and they were, they were just about to skip the country because they were in trouble for that. So he's turned on Trump at this point and Giuliani and he's spilling the beans. What's the name of that podcast? I don't remember the name of the podcast, but I, he did do an an interview with a a guy uh, about three weeks ago. Or he went he went into a little bit of detail on that. I'll have to get it for you. But all right, yeah, share it in the We Are Libertarians Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Look up Walnuts and join us there, and yeah. uh, you can find that in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. I think that people who are in the middle, who are swingable, who are you know, maybe they go, I don't care if my president's going to govern from jail. It's better than Joe Biden. Um, basically dying in office, and then we have. Kamala Harris. I think those will be like the two concerns is, are we going to have a president who's in jail? And then, uh, what's that? Uh, Carrie Lake is our vice president. Are we going to have a president die and have Kamala Harris as our vice president? Which one of the VP candidates are palatable? Neither of them. I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be horrible. Hey, hey, I'm Ross Ulbricht, 2024. Okay. And, and just so we're clear, people, people don't know this, but the, the constitution says to be a candidate for federal office, you have to be an American citizen and 35 and like, that's it. So if he gets, uh, indicted for murder and, and war crimes, he could still be president. He can govern from jail. 
according to the constitution. I think treason is the only thing that you can't. Okay, I think you're right. High crimes and misdemeanors and treason and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which, good luck. (laughs) Good effort, luck. Well, and and that's the thing is, what makes me mad about Biden the most is that he swore when he was running that he was a one-term president. He would not run again. I honestly, I honestly though, I think he meant it, and th- I think he thought Pete Buttigieg would be his guy, yeah. and Pete Buttigieg has just been such a failure that if he tried to run him, uh, or if Buttigieg tried to challenge him, you know, with Biden's blessing, mm. I don't think the Democrats would accept that. I think the establishment and the grassroots, you know, the Republicans are going to oppose him no matter what, but I think he's, it's like Kamala has just shown such an inability to keep a staff to execute any program that she's given by Biden well. Um, you know, she's not a good speaker. Like, she she makes a lot of Bush-like gaffes. I think, you know, and those, those sorts of things, those, that wears out Democrats, the establishment, the base, independents. You know, you don't worry so much. That's Are you palatable to Republicans? Because they're not going to vote for why, you. That's why Biden won the nomination to begin with, is because he was seen as the one guy who could beat Trump. Everybody else was seen as weak and not strong enough to go against Trump, right? So mm-hmm. it was like, well, Biden's got all of this history. He's got all of this gravitas as far as that goes in their eyes. Mm-hmm. So, and then they look at the numbers. They looked at the polling numbers and saw that in every single case, Trump that Trump would lose to Biden. So that's why they went with him. That was the only reason they went with him, I think. And I think it's the only reason why he ran. So I don't think he was going to run until somebody talked him into it. Yeah. Um, so the problem is, is who on the left, who in the Democratic side of things can stand up and win an election. And we're just not seeing anybody step up. We're Robert, not Robert Kennedy Jr. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep bringing him back. Because <laughs> like Newsom keeps stepping in it. It would seem like it would be Newsom, but Newsom keeps stepping in it. You know, like it self like uh that's what's the word i'm looking for rub he keeps making his own gaffes he keeps making like these failed policies he keeps stepping into it in his own he's name. great in interviews yeah beautiful in interviews yeah. it's just when he goes to govern, govern. It's just like, <laughs> he's a comedy like, bro uh let's go through some of the comments before we get too far along ace undead said i thought stormy, stormy daniels versus trump had already been dealt with during the final year of his presidency am i misremembering yes you're thinking of the Feds and the FEC not wanting to pursue this, but this case never was closed by the uh, New York City District Attorney, which is Alvin Bragg. Um, And it might be might be misremembering the fact that Cohen was found guilty and went to jail for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Brian says Reinhold has so much more faith in prosecutors than most libertarians do. I know that's why we love him. Mr. I don't think I have faith in prosecutors. I think that they know what they're doing. (sighs) I don't think they're doing the right thing all the time. I think they're doing the wrong thing a lot of the times, but they know how to win cases. Most prosecutors have a high rate. I'll I'll refer you to my latest podcast on bail. (laughs) I never said it was a good thing. I didn't say this was what we wanted. I'm just saying this is the reality of the situation. I'm, I'm asking you the question. So do you think it's a good thing? I think, a lot of the, I think a lot of the laws that are on the books, including the ones that we're getting Trump for on some of these things, shouldn't be on the books. But okay. if they're going to be on the books, I think the politicians should be the ones held to the highest standard on those because they're the ones putting them on the books. Right. It's just like what happened with Clinton when Clinton was was impeached. He, he should have went to jail for what he did. And everybody's all oh, he just had sex. He just had a blowjob. It's not what happened. What happened was he was on trial, mm-hmm. literally on trial for sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And he said during his sexual harassment trial that he had never had sex with any other women. Now, 
normally before before he got into office, you weren't allowed to ask that question in a sexual harassment lawsuit. Clinton signed into law the change in the rules to allow prosecutors to ask sexual history questions of suspected or accused sexual harassers. So he was basically perjuring himself to violate the law that he put into place. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that really burns my britches on those things. There you go. If these politicians put these laws into place, they should be held to an exact highest standard on those. They should not even skate near the line of getting anywhere close to breaking those laws. If they're not something that we should be prosecuting for, we shouldn't be processing anybody for him. Such a lib, a lib turd, honestly. And, like and He's not a politician, him. Reinhold. He's not a politician. I know he's been president and, and he controls half of the country's thinking, but he's not a politician. What are you talking about? Outsider. He's We're an outsider. outsider. What are you talking outsider. about? The elite Everest. is after him. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, let's it, let's it, keep going. Uh, Craig DaCosta, who is an attorney. Go ahead, Harry. I just wanted to say that that's another reason. Like, I just wanted to like get that out of Reinhold. Like, yes, yes, it was the aspect that he wants the politicians like that count as like it's so. If this is a normal person, Reinhold be totally against this. See, that's why we love Reinhold. It's one of them. It's also <laughs> his his main. Uh, Craig, who's a lawyer, grand jury only finds probable cause defined as strong suspicion. They do not find it is provable beyond a reasonable doubt. Uh, to add to that, that is uh, the job of the jury. He also says, even after charges are dismissed, Bragg will be the hero of the left and make money off of speeches, lobbying and handling civil rights cases in private practice. I mean, that's what Preet Bharara did. I mean, Preet's making bank as a commentator. Um, Dion says, if you are a D, then you get don't get to complain about not being treated fairly, especially in the court of public opinion. I don't think any of us are disagreeing with that. Like, he, he deserves all the hate that he gets because of who he is. And he says, Trump created all of his own problems. He had never took that correspondence dinner personally. He would never be in this position. He ruined his own life because he opened himself up to presidential scrutiny. And I tweeted um, something a little similar. Uh, imagine cheating on, like, imagine just, like, how crazy Donald Trump's life is, right? This would be a weird dream. If you woke up, you'd be like, what is going on? Imagine cheating on your wife and hoping no one finds out, but the porn star told someone, and now you're going to jail because you accidentally got elected the president of the United States. <laughs> like, it's just, his whole life is bizarre. Um... Uh, Dion continues quid pro quo with Ukraine, calling Georgia for 11,000 votes January 6th, taking documents. I forgot about taking, you know, the nuclear secrets to his basement or to his closet. He initiated oh, new information on that, too. Oh, yeah. He initiated all of these things and to clear his name. He blocks everyone from testifying in the name. You know, he's saying, oh, it's presidential privilege, which has gone way too far. Presidential privilege does not get to keep you from being prosecuted for crimes. The courts are pushing back on that now. And Dion says, make it make sense. And Dion, I say, we cannot do that. There's no sense with this man. <laughs> we can't do that, yeah. Um, the, Which the that's the best thing about Trump is that they did, they're did they bringing that curtailing down. So, like, future presidents can't go, like, oh, 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 is it going to prove it? No, 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 no. The, the new, the new information on the documents case is that there's apparently evidence that he showed uh, confidential map information to advisors and a guy writing a book on a plane <laughs> while he was on, on a plane somewhere. 
and that's considered espionage. He can get he can get on the espionage charge for that. So but it's just like into I, elevating that charge for that. That has always been the problem with Trump is that there's just so much and it's constant and he's very good. Like I saw Chris Christie say on ABC, uh, you don't have text message conversations with Donald. You don't get written letters from him. You don't get emails. He doesn't have email. He was told by Roy Cohn, you never put anything in writing. And he was also told that if you get arrested, then you lose all control because now the New York prosecutor and the judge especially has like the ability to tell him what he can and can't say, even in a presidential com- campaign. So getting arrested is a bad thing. Monsa West says Joe Biden got 81 million votes. They did not care who they run against. I don't agree with you at all. I think, uh, I think it would be harder for Joe Biden to beat Ron DeSantis, who has very similar views to Donald Trump, but is an effective speaker and has actual, I don't agree with a lot of what he's done, but he has an actual record of getting things done in Florida and Republicans will like that versus, hold on, but versus Donald Trump who shut down the economy and passed two stimulus bills and is a constant nightmare and has all these legal liabilities. Like he, they of course would rather run against Donald Trump who is a constant you know, constant uh, freak show. Go ahead, yeah. Reinhold. I, I don't think this, I, I'm questioning whether DeSantis would be able to win at a national level. I think he's great for, for, for Florida. And I also think Trump might be right in that he helped get him elected. Of course. But you the reality saying? is that if the choice isn't just, would you vote for Ron DeSantis? The choice yeah, is, right. would, do you want a continuation of the last four years? And do you think Joe Biden will live through the next four? That's the question, yeah. right? And now, I, now, now, hold on. Now, Trump, may Trump, have, will. Trump probably helped get DeSantis elected, but DeSantis got DeSantis reelected. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, yes, Trump will live. I can confirm, based on uh, Southern Indiana kin folk, the meaner and more awful a person is, the longer they live. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be 130. Oh, yeah. And Biden should be 110. <laughs> he's not that mean. He's 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 like there's a difference Lord, uh, between being cruel like Donald Trump is cruel and mean and likes it. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden is angry. Like he's an old angry Irish guy. Like you know, he yells at his staff and says the f-word but then apologizes. That's different than Donald Trump. He's only angry when he runs out of ice cream, okay? Just keep <laughs> pumping full of ice cream, keep him happy. Let, let's uh, uh, get out there and lick the world. <laughs> Brian, he literally said that this week. Let's get out there and lick the world. Are you serious? He said that. He said it two days ago. Shut up. I, go Google it. <laughs> Brian says, the problem is not the rabbit. Trump followers, the problem is that squishy middle who might get cajoled into believing that Trump is being railroaded. Yeah. I mean, with these these elections between Biden and Trump, it's so close that it really comes down to, like, what do swing voters uh, think? Uh, Dion says he knows that you are not a Trump supporter. Um, well, and, and, and it's speak about that too. The, the idea that this is going to be something where the squishy middle says, oh, he's being railroaded. I think once the cases come out about the voting and the documents that mm-hmm. the middle is going to go, oh, we don't care about that indictment. This is bad when it's the perception mm-hmm. of 
what he's doing, what he did with those class, those classified documents, and the fact that it could turn into espionage charges, and what's going on with the you know trying to buy the votes in Georgia, mm-hmm. that stuff's going to be way more of a big deal to the squishy middle. Escalja says Trump is just as likely to die in office. The man has no control over corn dog intake. Uh, and Dion says Joe Biden only won because people hate Trump. Joe sucks slightly less than Trump, and I do think that if it is Trump versus Biden, that Biden will probably win again. And Trump only won because he sucks slightly less than Hillary Clinton. Hillary, yeah. Hillary Clinton. Yep. Uh, Anybody else would run in that election besides Hillary? Trump never would have won. Uh, all right. So we all know whose fault this is: the Bush family. <laughs> no, no, no. If we look. Scalger's right. Let's just get Jeb back in there. Get in the mix. Come on. Why is anybody like, I want to know why, like, uh, so Mike Pompeo wisely said he's not running for president, but like, why does Chris Christie or Tim Scott or that South Carolina former governor, Nikki Haley, why uh, uh, Mike Pence, like, why do any of these people think that they should run for president? Who is who is asking for Chris Christie to run for president again? First off, can you before we go on this line of thinking, uh, Chris, can you tell us that you're not running in 2024? I can't confirm that. I think uh, he has an exploratory committee. I think the world is ready for a funny libertarian podcaster to run for president. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Actually funny. Yes, I'm I'm the funniest libertarian podcaster. There's just not even a competition. Okay. Go listen to the pat down. Uh, you will laugh at my podcast, unlike others. Uh, Dion says he lost the popular vote twice, and it's going to be a third probably. Uh, ego. Ego is exactly why Tim Scott and the rest of them. Uh, all right, so let's wrap it up. Final thoughts. So Harry can go uh, play with his meat. Yeah, yeah. Harry, be, go ahead, Harry. Meat to go play with. No, the thing is with... The indictment in New York, which I don't want, which I, I'm full forward to, like the Georgia indictment is the, to me is the big one. Um, I haven't really looked too much into the classified one because I figure that one's going to get thrown out with some technicality somewhere down the line somewhere. So I haven't been focusing on that one, you know. But the Georgia one, that one's big to me. I want to see the evidence of that one. I want to see the tapes. I want to all that to come out to me. That is to me is a good pointing to someone to actually going after our elections that to me is very serious i hate these other things that are going on was because january 6 is like yeah it's a riot did trump say some things that was awful yeah does it rise to the level of a crime no not even close you know it was just it was just an awful bad day bad place you know it was and the people who broke stuff deserve to be in jail that's it you know that's, that's what's going on with that one reinhold um, I think that there are dozens upon dozens of things that Trump should be sitting in jail for right now, uh, at least in trial for. Uh, this is just one of the things it says. I don't think it's a, a, a top on my list of things I wanted to see him indicted for. It's not a uh, it's it's kind of like more of a parking ticket type of indictment to me. But if we can't get Trump on a part, we can't get a, a former president on a parking ticket. How are we going to get him on any of the bigger stuff either? So we've got to have. The cherry had to be broken at some point. The president had to be indicted on something sometime, somewhere. So people quit saying you can't indict a former president. Uh, It's just got to go that way. And a lot of people are saying, well, we can't have, you know, we can't have these people going after other politicians uh, and and everything. And I say, bring it on, because I would rather have all that scrutiny in there. I mean, they investigated Obama for seven years uh, while the while the Republicans were in charge of Congress. Couldn't find anything. 
to get them on, right? Mm-hmm. So you go after them, you find something to get them on, you go get them and you get them out of there. That's how future people who are running uh, in office or, or, or doing these things are know they're going to be held accountable. They won't get near the line. We'll start to rein back some of these abuses that the mm-hmm. um, politicians have been getting away with for so long, just little by little, starting, you know, Trump, uh, Nixon, a great example. We had that kind of mindset where we're not going to allow anything. And we had uh, Supreme Court justices who had the potential impropriety of possibly maybe uh, being, you know, bought out by somebody else resigning. And now look at what we're dealing with, right? So we've got to some, at some points, put away the, the concern about politics driving this stuff and say, let's just look at everybody tightly with a microscope and nobody should get away with anything. Uh, It's just, it's the only path forward. Like, you know, I I constantly think about that line in the um, declaration of independence where they ate out our substances. Mm -hmm. Number one, hilarious. Number two, it, it was the hollowing out of the public's trust in their government because of the train of abuses listed in the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if you're left, right, or middle looking around, you you can identify a long train of abuses. It's like Donald mm-hmm. Trump isn't special. One of the benefits of Donald Trump is that he's so unapologetic and so incompetent, but also like weirdly an evil genius at crime <laughs> that he he like he shows you how the political process works it's and then gets people to not care about that they just sort of shrug their shoulders and go well i guess they're all that way why are they prosecuting him um and that is the problem with with all of it it's like yeah nancy pelosi and congress and all of them should not allow be allowed to insider trade like Martha Stewart yep. should not be going to jail if Nancy Pelosi and and Den Crenshaw aren't going to jail. Like the point of a functioning republic is that you have a rule of law and you be, you are careful about the amount of laws and types of laws that you pass and and it means a lot. You know, Dion said something about the court of a public opinion like the court of criminal conduct where you remove somebody's freedom should be very particular to what Reinhold said, and you, you shouldn't be uh, just passing a lot of regulations and laws and then just locking people up because they're Donald Trump. And then we're going to let other business leaders skate or we're going to let, you know, this criminal go and that criminal gets arrested. And there's no evenness between classes, creeds, uh, religions, economic structures like it's just all over the place because there's just so many rules and regulations at this point. And it's uh it's why Byzantine fell. The Empire of Byzantium fell because of the a Byzantium law code where it was just it ha- what happened to the fall of Byzantine is happening to the fall of America where it is just too complex and complicated that it grinds the structure to a halt and collapses. So, you know, we we have to start holding these people accountable. Donald Trump is as good of a place to start as any. Mm-hmm. Although I do agree with Reinhold is that if you're going to start someplace, why here? Charge them with the misdemeanors. Don't clog up New York City with th- hundreds of thousands of dollars 
of prosecutorial time and police officers and courts being shut down and highways being shut down over misdemeanors when you don't have a, a second misdemeanor to really charge someone on a felonious thing. It's, you know, it, it is eroding the public conversation uh, because it's a little bit shaky. So I'm coming down on uh, a little bit more right on this. I don't think that he should have been charged and indicted on a felony. I think that they should have just charged him with a misdemeanor, held exactly to the standard that they can prove, and we move on as a country. And everybody everybody gets their clicks because you already are arresting him for the misdemeanor. That's what the media really cares about is the, getting their press. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm not totally pro Trump. I do think he should have gotten arrested here, but I do have sympathy for a lot of people on the right who said, uh, this is a little bit of a witch hunt. Um, so, you know, uh, mm-hmm. literally I think through 30 seconds after it was announced, what did you guys get the email from Trump's campaign that said, uh, it had the fake mug shot with the t-shirt and you can buy the t-shirt. I almost bought one. I almost made one. Hell, sell it sell it for us. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks so much, Harry Reinhold, for both of you being here. Thank you, listeners, for being here. We all appreciate you. Thank you to our patrons who all support us. Thank you to all of our listeners. Please share this show. Tell people why you love it. We'd really appreciate it. Go to iTunes, Apple, and Spotify. Rate us with five stars. If you're going to give us four or less, don't do it. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you again here on The Chris Spangle Show.